Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller and you are indeed listening to a professional wrestling show. I want to thank you very much for joining me today. I always appreciate you just taking some time to listen to me ramble on for a little bit. But as you've seen by the title today, we're now trying to get specific because we're doing more podcasts. Again, make sure you check out my YouTube channel, search for Simon Miller, subscribe to that. But you don't get as much podcast content as you do on these audio feeds because obviously podcast is an audio whatever the word is. Not technically true. I don't want to get into it. It's just YouTube nonsense. Anyway, make sure you do that. And also come give me a follow on Instagram and Twitter. I'd massively appreciate that too. But as I'm sure a lot of you know, what I try and do with my podcast later in the week is reach out to my patrons, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Because look, if people are going to support me, I want to try and give them something back. And very lovingly, people decided that it'd be awesome to come and guest on this podcast. I was like, man, that sounds like a really, really good idea. Which is why my man, all the way from the United States of America, which I, just blows my brain how this has happened, but hey, do I love it. It's my man, Brandon. Brandon, how you doing today, my friend? Pretty good, brother. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. As we talked about before we hit record, just enjoying staying in my house <laughs> and, <laughs> and staring around. But it's I'm all good, Ben. It's all good. It's all good, especially today, because we're going to talk about something that, I mean, I wouldn't say it's had a resurgence during lockdown, but I certainly know a lot of people that are getting around to sorting out their piles of shame. And certain games that maybe they haven't they played. Like I finally played uh, Fight Night Champion from 2011. Took me nine oh. years and a global pandemic to get to it. But damn it, <laughs> I got to it. Dude, what have you been playing? Anything interesting? Man, I'm not going to lie to you. That is pretty much all I've been doing. I played through uh, Final Fantasy VII. Played through the Resident oh, Evil man, 3 you did, remake. You, everyone should check out... Um, uh, uh, Brandon's YouTube video of that as well. I make sure there's a link in this. It's really, really interesting. Really, really, you know that stuff, man. Yeah, I actually, I, Final Fantasy VII was the first time I ever jumped into a Final Fantasy game, and I, I was just completely immersed within that world and everything. It was, it was really awesome. Uh, I, but a game I've been playing a lot of, and I, I, I always knew I loved it, but I really love it more in quarantine time. <laughs> is the GM mode on SmackDown versus Raw 2006. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But man, that is a quarantine game for sure. Absolutely, man. And you've, you've already brought up a point I want to make as well. But let's not get across. <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. So yeah, basically what we're going to do today is we're going to run down the 10 best wrestling games, uh, predominantly focusing on WWE for various reasons um, of all time. And again, these are just opinions. I know people will get massively annoyed when they hear <laughs> certain things. And I'm not going to lie, a few of mine I've thrown in there because I tried to second guess what Brandon may say. So I'm like, well, I won't put that in there because he may talk about it. And I think it'd be good to talk about this game too. So I'm sure there a bunch of things that won't be brought up that should be here uh, but it's certainly my top three and four i'm very passionate about because they just remind me of the best times playing video yep. games but my friends guess first let's just get straight into it what is your I, I know you've got some honorable mentions so throw them in there as well but then also give me your your number 10 your 10th best wrestling game ever <laughs> well just for honorable mentions i'll go ahead and talk about uh, SmackDown for the PS1, the SmackDown games for the PS1. I was really, really young when they came out, and I haven't went back to play them a lot as an adult. So shout out to those games. I know that they're, you know, super, they're a foundation for all the 
wrestling games to follow. And uh, I'll shout out Def Jam, the first Def Jam, and uh, Def Jam, is it Fight for New York, I believe? It is, man, and Def Jam Vendetta, the both of the pair of them. Yeah, yeah, both of those are phenomenal. Icon, Def Jam Icon wasn't as great to me, but still an okay game. And uh, definitely the first Def Jam is just as much of a wrestling video game as any wrestling video game you'll ever play. It just has, you get to wrestle with DMX, so you can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, it was the most bizarre thing. Oh, let's just take a bunch of recording artists off our label and have them wrestle. But it worked. I'm going to talk about it later, but uh, okay. yeah, I, I, I'll shut up there. Cool, cool. Okay, um, so for number 10 for me, I did the same thing you did trying to throw in games that I, I was thinking you might not throw in here. So number 10 for me, I'm going to go with WrestleMania 19 for the GameCube. Dude, um, great shout, man. I didn't even think about that. That was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I See, my main time playing video games was around that kind of, uh, you know, ruthless aggression era, 2002, 2005 era. And I think that this game and another game I'm going to mention in a little bit is really underrated because they they did something just a little bit different. In, in WrestleMania 19, they did something a little bit different with that story mode. Yeah. I don't know if you remember it, but you get thrown out of the, the WWE. <laughs> Vince McMahon doesn't want you there. And you completely sabotage his plans for WrestleMania by throwing people off of buildings and <laughs> throwing wrestlers into oncoming traffic. It's just completely over the top and insane, but it, it's a really, it's kind of like one of those novelty items, you know, you'll go back to it just because it's so different. And I felt like if it, you know, you got to give a shout out to something for being just a little bit kooky and a little bit different, you know, Dude, I mean, the, the, the fact I knew what it was, is because I rented that. That's how old this game is. I rented it. And I remember chucking people off roofs. And I was like, <laughs> what? what is this? Why am I yeah. chucking people off the roof? I mean, actually quite topical given that we have money in the bank on Sunday. But it, oh. it, 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 like you said, it, it's absolutely bizarre. It's, it's almost, you know, apparently Nintendo fans didn't want to play simulation wrestling. They just wanted yeah. arcade nonsense. Yeah, yeah. And, and and with that also, though, you know, if you go and just do a regular match or whatever, this game kind of brings over some of the uh, mechanics from the Aki engine of the Nintendo 64 days. I don't know if it's the same engine per se. Like, I don't know if they use that exact engine in this game. But the, you know, the grappling mechanics and everything is so... Um, it's so easy to get down, but kind of difficult to master. And I think that this game actually still plays pretty well. I do not honestly, man. I remember playing that. I enjoyed how different it was. It's certainly one of the reasons I went out of my way to get it was because people were saying, "Oh, this is much more like." Of course, because you know the Aki games and the Nintendo sixty four was synonymous with each other. So yeah, I, I I completely agree. It's a great shout. That's an overlook on my end. I couldn't agree with you more. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, WrestleMania nineteen number ten for me, man. Well, my number ten is kind of very similar to the things that you said, uh, okay. and it's w it's WWE All Stars. And the mm. reason it's WWE All-Stars is because it was over the top, it was arcade heavy, and it didn't feel like the simulation games that we'd been getting for so long. Which is mm. another reason why I'm excited about this Battlegrounds game we've got coming up this year instead of a 2K20 whatever it would have been. Simply yeah. because I, I felt like we needed something different and it was the same with All-Stars. I've said this now, I can't remember what year All-Stars came out, I'm going to Google it quickly. So yeah, I mean it came out in 2011, so <laughs> the same year as Fight Night Champions, so nine years. <laughs> And it's just way too long not to have a game like that. And I'm certainly not saying that, uh, you know, All-Stars was perfect. And it fell into the trap that, you know, THQ died. And that's the reason we didn't get any more. But I mm. think an All-Stars 2 would have 
really just taken a step up with the over-the-top nature. And I love the way that everybody looked and obviously had people like Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man and so on and so forth, which just made it more interesting too. And yeah, I think I really, really do believe that I understand why you'd only release one wrestling game a year. But deep down, I think there's space for two. And that's because you've got the people who are one are going to get into knee deep with what wrestling is. But wrestling is stupid. Wrestling is over the top. <laughs> and I always think you need that too. And I just, yeah, I loved it. I loved All Stars. Colorful and fun. Simple as that. Yeah. You know, I think you hit on something there for sure with the Battlegrounds thing that I, I really, I didn't play All Stars. I, I don't know if I've ever played All Stars, but I know exactly the game you're talking about. And I think with with Battlegrounds, you know, if they can tap into that and just not give us if they can give us a little story or a little just something extra, you know, it, it can be a three hour story or just whatever the case. I think that they're really tapping into a whole different market there. And I think it's a market that needs to be tapped into for sure. Dude, I totally agree. I really, really, really do. And I I hope they get it right because obviously, of course, it got a load of flack when they announced it because that's just what happens when, when you announce anything new. And maybe they deserved some of it after 2K20 wasn't, <laughs> well, it was rubbish. Let's not pretend otherwise. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I look forward to it in the same way that, uh, yeah, All Stars certainly captivated me back in the day. So that is my number 10 and I stand okay. by it. Awesome. Hey, I'm with you, man. I, I, I haven't played the game as far as I remember, but I know that people love it and uh, you can't definitely can't knock it. Um, just for being super unique. Yep. Um, for me, I'm going to go with number nine. I'm going to go with Raw 2 for the original Xbox. Dude, you're pulling out the best. These are all the games I played around my mate's Luke's house because he was a few years older than me. So he had the money to buy all the cool stuff that I didn't. I yeah. love Raw 2, man. You're How old are you? Are you? I, I'm 25. I'm I'm past 30. That's all I tell people. Okay. <laughs> I'm past so, 30, not mid 30s. That's all I tell, that's all I okay. tell people. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. You uh, can figure bad, out how old I am, yeah. <laughs> I'm winding you up, dude. I don't care. Okay. Um yeah, I the, the reason I ask is because I think that like some of these games, I feel like if I would have been, you know, a little bit older, maybe 16, 17, they would probably be even higher on my list because I had a selective group of friends, you know, that would come over to my house and play these games with me, but I wasn't able to like travel to a buddy's house and, and you know, sit down and, and get a big group of people to play these games. And I think that Raw 2 is the perfect game to be a 16 year old with a car able to go to your buddy's house and all meet up and play it because that season mode is so freaking well made, man. It, it, it's definitely got its uh, ups and downs and all that, but like, the, the level of variety in that season mode is pretty astounding thinking about, you know, the um, sort of simulation style of the universe mode now. I think that, in my opinion, the Raw 2 game for the you know original Xbox, I think it had a better universe mode than the current universe modes, if you really think about it. And mm -hmm. playing it with buddies is is absolutely the best way to play that game. Yeah, and they had that cool thing where they just completely utilized the power of the Xbox at the time, which was, you know, mm. way beyond the power that everybody else had. So it looked better and the entrances were amazing and they had proper music, all these all these cool little things. Like they just rammed it with as much content as they could. And I yes. remember that's the first thing when he sat down and just like, man, it's just, it felt like a more, I hate this term, but it felt like a more mature game than maybe yeah. the, the SmackDown series at that time. I'm not saying the SmackDown series felt tired or anything like that, but this just felt like, oh man, this is what games are going to be like one day, right? It was just brilliant. Yeah, D dude, do you remember, uh, 
the you could use your your music from the xbox yes. on t- yes, dude yes, so freaking awesome i would have i think this was uh you know load and reload had came out a, a little bit before this game and i remember for sure having those metallica albums and i always <laughs> i always had my dude coming out to give me fuel give me fire give me that which i deserve <laughs> dude it's the only way to be man it's the only sure. way to be. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's a that's a real nugget of joy. Like, if you somehow have an old Xbox, I doubt it's backwards compatible, but you never know. You play it if you're a proper wrestling game connoisseur. That's a great shout, dude. I should have put that in mind again. I did not. <laughs> uh, my number nine is SmackDown Two, uh, which I think was on. Is it, I can't. Was it? I've written this down now. I don't. SmackDown yeah. 2, was it on the PlayStation or the PS2? It was the original PlayStation, right? The PlayStation 1, It yeah. was, yeah, the PlayStation 1. Know your role. And the reason it gets in there, I mean, it's mostly a nostalgia thing. It was all the little things that it allowed you to do. It still has the weirdest entrances on any wrestling game. And as we all know, <laughs> the entrances are the most important part. But you come out in some weird, like, echo chamber. <laughs> it's not a ramp where you're just walking through the abyss. It's very, very <laughs> odd. But obviously, it was the first game that had Hell in a Cell in it, and you could throw people through the top of the Hell in a Cell. And again, I always, I always played uh, these wrestling games with the guy I talked about earlier. Um, and he, he, you know, he he, we just would not play them for the first time without each other being there. That was the rule. You know, you get the game (laughs) and you wait until the other one that you can play. And when they first went through the Hell in the Cell, he was so excited. He just started crawling around on the floor because he couldn't believe that it would be an option. And sure, after a while, you realize it's just one animation and you can't you can't have that much fun with it. But who gave a crap, man? Like yeah. things like that. And it was the first one that actually tried to let you live through the weekly calendar of WWE. So you had TV shows and, and you know, and whatnot. I mean, these days it feels completely stripped back. But, you know, back in uh, 2000, uh, un- unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more, man. I played, you know, I was six years old when that game came out. So I don't have the kind of, like like I was saying earlier, I think age is such a huge thing with, you know, anybody's personal nostalgia for really anything out there. Age is the biggest determining factor of all yeah. that. But I do remember vivid, because I mean, I loved wrestling and I was trying to soak up anything wrestling related at the time and uh i do remember playing that game and being kind of blown away by the jump from those smackdown games to from like Warzone to those games <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about one of them later but you are a hundred percent correct you are a hundred percent correct but again nostalgia has corrupted my my fragile mind but yeah smackdown 2 was just it was, it was probably sort of, you know, the height of my wrestling fandom as well, just given my age and everything that was going on, Attitude Era nonsense. And I yeah. just look back and I just smile. It's it, it's just the absolute best. Although it did take forever to flip and load. That sucked. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it took forever. So dull. Uh, but that's my number nine. Dude, number eight. Okay, number eight for me, I'm going to go WWE 2K19. And nice, before dude. anybody, no, I agree. I like that game. It's not on my list, but it's it's much better than people give it credit for. Yeah, yeah. I I really I understand all the complaints, the the loot boxes, the all that. I completely get it. I'm I agree with most of those complaints as well. But you, I, my big thing with any video game is a story mode, and the story mode in WWE 2K19 was so well written, so yeah. over the top, and like. You know, the stuff early in the story mode with DX and NXT and all that. And then later with Matt Hardy and uh, the multi-dimensional time traveling nonsense. It's just <laughs> it, it's just a really good re- like 
like you said earlier, man, wrestling, at the end of the day, we're all fans. We all love it. But we we got to admit it's crazy. And whenever it's being the craziest, it's usually some of the best, you know, and it, this game's not perfect. You know, this game is sort of falling into some of the WWE 2K traps, obviously, but it, it's a really unbelievable story mode. And the gameplay is, you know, it's solid enough. Dude, you think you're right. This is the story mode that I would have uh, highlighted as well. And shout out to my man, AJ Curse, who voices the, the main character in that storyline. Super good dude. Uh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, I know. There you go, right? There you go. There's some yeah, there's yeah, knowledge for you. Yeah, he is incredible in it. He, uh, that whole, yeah, his whole work in that story mode is phenomenal. So definitely shout out to that guy. Yeah, no, he's great. He's, he's a really, really good dude. But um, yeah, that's, it, that was the, it was kind of disappointing when WWE 2K20 did what it did. Because, you know, when I played 2K19, I thought, oh man, this is it. This is the game where 2K has finally understood what they're trying to do. And mm. then unfortunately we got to 2K20 and so on and so forth. <laughs> and you're right, there was very... Uh, you know, stuff influenced clearly by the NBA 2K basketball games, or well, obviously NBA yeah. games, with the microtransactions, which is, I wasn't a fan of either, but I thought the core, the structure, was heading yes. in a direction, in the direction, and then unfortunately it all fell, it all fell off. But no, dude, I liked it too, man. Again, I think it's one of those games that now gets a hard rap simply because of what happened with 2K20. I think that's it. And I think yeah. now we look back and we go, oh, they're all crap. And it's not true. It's not true at all. And, and like something I hear a lot that's kind of strange to me, like, you know, I, I, I don't hate WWE 2K18 by any means, but I hear a lot of people talking about WWE 2K18 as the superior game. And like maybe from a gameplay standpoint or a mechanic standpoint, I really don't know. I can't remember too uh, vividly on all of that. But I know from a story perspective, at least as far as I'm concerned, WWE 2K19 was like uh, head over heels, the best of the 2K saga, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 dude, I couldn't agree with you more. I really, really couldn't. But, you know, before that, I thought WWE 13, obviously the THQ one, was the best one of that series. So it took a good few years before I felt like it came it came round again. So, yes, dude, I, I totally agree. <laughs> totally I think agree. You, hit, you, uh, you really hit the nail on the head here. We'll, we'll talk about WWE 13 in just a second. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't – I'm not going to lie. So at number eight, I did have – to uh, WWE 13, and I was like, no, I'm not going to write that because I think I assumed that somebody well, that you would put it. So this is why I went. I went nostalgia again, and now thinking about it, this probably should have been switched around with my number nine, but I don't care. WWF Attitude. Oh my okay. gosh, like it's a bad game, man. It is a bad, <laughs> bad video game. But the again, you can't understand how excited I was for this. Like this is the whole point. This is why in my head it was the greatest thing that I'd ever done in my life, even though it wasn't. I ran to the game store to get this when i heard that they'd broken early release date i was like oh my gosh i got home from school and i just pegged it because i had to get my copy of wwf attitude now the good news was it was far better than warzone warzone is an absolute abomination and attitude was a little bit better but it's just all the funny quirks that you have now like you know farouk has a bizarre taunt when i think you hit down c or whatever the hell it was where he just goes don't make me put my foot up your ass it's like when did farouk ever say that and you know to do any kind of finishing move was like mortal Kombat. you had to push like down left trigger right up he's like what is this nonsense so all that would happen before you finish someone off is two guys would look at each other and rock around before then you could actually input the button thing and do it. It was so bizarre. It was so crazy, but it had all these little cool quirks. Like I remember because the N64 had cartridges and not, um, uh, what'd you call it? Not uh, uh, CDs. Mm. You know, all the, uh, the music was MIDI. 
to try and you know fit it on the cartridge but that actually gave it a lot of personality because when you went into the uh, the sound booth or whatever to listen to the themes you got all these amazing midi themes the ones that always stood out to me were gold duster's own hearts they just sounded great as midi themes and yeah. I, I i kind of became obsessed with it then so yeah it, it just it just means so much to me to the point i won't play it now because i know it's like if you ever try and play the legends of rail ocarina of time on the n64 it's implayable because of yeah. the frame rate it doesn't work and the c buttons you play it on the nintendo 3ds that's what you do and it's the same with this you don't play it you just remember the memories and you move on but i flipping love it yeah i think you're you know that that is absolutely everything that is nostalgia really you know if you think about it it's just the memories like you there's so much stuff that just doesn't hold up at all you know if tv shows movies this and that but like you just have that nostalgia for it that you can't let go of and you can't you know you're gonna love it forever no matter if you never go back and watch it or play it or see it again you know oh yeah that's it and that's it and it just i even remember the cover with austin on the front i you can't you know of course it's completely biased but it's never going to change. So, yeah, much love to you. Much love to you, <laughs> Attitude, and still love, but less love to uh, to Warzone. <laughs> hey, hey, man, there's nothing wrong with that, though. There's so many games out there that, like, I'm a huge fan of the Resident Evil series, and it, it like, admittedly, the, the first Resident Evil is a little tough to go back to, you know? It's just certain games out yeah, there. Right. That, yeah. No, it's true. That's true. All For right, number sure. seven. Number seven for me, I'm going to go with uh, WWE 13, like you just touched on a second ago. Um, you know, this is just an all-around great wrestling video game. You know, you you have kind of the perfect blend of what the 2K games would become, you know, eventually with the the sort of simulation-style gameplay. But it also kind of keeps that arcade you know, fun gameplay from the SmackDown era and Here Comes the Pain and, and all of the SmackDown versus Raw games. And it's just a really good blend of gameplay. You know, you could do all the crazy stuff where you set your opponent up on the table and jump off the ladder in the ring and just it, it all the crazy stuff is there that's not there anymore. But also you get in the ring and when you're grappling and everything like that, it feels like you're watching or playing something that is, you know, could be on TV. It, it was just a perfect gameplay balance, in my opinion. I, dude, I love that game. I really, really like that game. I think that it was... Well, it's kind of ironic in a way that it was, you know, TH, one of THQ's best efforts in ages, and they were out of business a few months later, whenever the hell it was. Yeah. But now, I, I, now, having CM Punk on the cover, obviously, you know, grounds it in that time time period. And I do remember that it won some, you know, video game awards for best sports games and stuff like that. You know, it was the whole they they, they had that new engine that they really that they really touted in WWE 12, and then I think they they got it much better in WWE 13. And, yeah. and it had the Attitude Era mode as well. You know, that's exactly what I was about to just jump to. That that's the that was the thing that sold me on the game because I actually wasn't even into wrestling when this game came out. I hadn't watched wrestling in forever, and uh, when this game came out, you know, the Attitude Era is obviously what got me into wrestling. You know, being that was whenever I was a kid, the Attitude Era was really you know hitting its hitting its peak. And whenever I saw that being featured, you know, in the in the trailers and stuff like that, I was like, OK, you know, I can pick this game up for, you know, just to see that part. But really, when I got into the game and played through the Attitude Era mode and all that, I actually was like, damn, this is just a really good wrestling video game. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. It was it also had that amazing thing that you could sit down and play it with someone well, like yourself that didn't massively care about wrestling. But the, the core mechanics were so good. It was just fun. And that was the key. It was fun. And that's all you really need half the time. Yeah, 100%. If, if you have a fun wrestling video game, that 
I, every wrestling video game that is, you know, up upper echelons, the best thing about all of them is just how fun they are. You know, whenever they go into the more simulation style or whatever, it just seems that if you can't really perfect that formula, it's going to be a tough sell for a lot of people. And it, almost everybody could universally get together and play, you know, WWE 13 or, or, you know, some of the earlier SmackDown games and stuff like that and have a blast playing it, whether you're a wrestling fan or not. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. It kind of brought that back when you had all these quote-unquote casual wrestling fans. Disgusting. Mm. But you had all these casual wrestling fans that love Stone Cold Steve Austin and they love The Rock. It was like, yeah, but that's, that, that's fine because yeah. you've now made a game accessible to them. And you're not just trying to pitch it to the hardcore. And I think that WWE 13 did do that. I totally agree. I totally 100%. Agree. Yeah. Uh, so mine, we go off piece uh, a little bit. And again, you mentioned it earlier. And this is why I wanted to talk about it. Is to, you know, either Death Jam Vendetta or Death Jam uh, Fight for New York. Either one. Like either one. It's just, again, it, it was the Aki, right? It was the Aki Corporation. Yep. So that was a huge deal. Secondly, it was EA being involved in wrestling on some level, which made me go like, what? <laughs> and it was the sheer amount of characters who were like how did you get these people in like again dmx method man red man ludicrous uh scarface ghostface killer it's like this is so so strange and you know when you hear about this like, if i told you i was doing this now everyone would have laughed they were like what the hell are you doing but when you actually sat down and played it it was kind of cool like, of course yeah. it's more arcade than simulation but it played like no mercy you know, they clearly had used that as the influence. It had a story mode where you could level up and, you know, you got better as you went and you were trying to become like the winner of this stupid fighting league. Had some of the guys voicing themselves as well, which is hilarious. I hate wrestling games that have a KO function. I just don't like it. That is the only thing mm. that used to irk me. I was like, I don't want knockouts. I want pin and submission. <laughs> but I thought it's kind of something I would like to see now, as dumb as it may be. This, these two coming together of worlds that never should have come together at all. But... Yeah, I, I tell you, man, I, I was I was not I was not upset with it. I was not upset with it. Um, I think probably Fight for New York may have been better, as always, because they learned from it and, yeah. and took the relevant steps forward. But who cares, man? Either one, either or. Yeah. I, and Henry Rollins, I think, is in Fight for New York, which is even stranger than <laughs> Is he? I think so. I think so. I may be wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling that out of my memory banks. But I yeah. just, I think what makes me sad is that, I mean, that was like 2004, 2003 when those games were coming out. So wrestling's popularity was on a downward swing. And I just don't think you'd ever get it now because of that. The, the popularity is too low, you know, it's yeah. too low, which, uh, which is a massive shame. And I miss it. I miss the madness. I miss the yeah, madness. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree, man. I love those games. And I think that, I think you, you're right on the fact that Fight for New York might be the better overall game. But as far as like wrestling games, I honestly think the first Def Jam game is a, like a legitimately great wrestling video game. Like not yeah. even, you know what I mean? It, it, like you could put that entire gameplay system into a wrestling video game today and I think it would run perfectly. I, I, I mean, you know, you have the the ring and all that stuff in the first game that you I don't believe you have in Fight for New York, do you? Uh, I don't remember because I get the two confused, but I don't think so. I think that was an addition. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think that in Fight for New York, it was pretty much just street stuff and all that. But I that first Def Jam game, I mean, it is a great, great wrestling video game. It, it really is. It holds up extremely well. Oh, it does. And it's stupid. It's so dumb. How did this, how did this happen? How did yeah. this happen? So, yeah, that's thinking, why it gets in. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree, man. I, I was thinking the other day, I was like, 
man, if they did that today, what rappers would they put in a fighting game? I mean, you gotta get Eminem, right? You gotta do it. You gotta pull it out. You gotta get Eminem. Although he would have been around back then, actually, to be fair. So yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know who you were getting. That's a, that's a very, very good question. I guess like Travis Scott, or pff, I can't even think about now who's smashing it at the moment. But yeah, I'd love I, to see it. I would too. I just think it's funny, you know, thinking about mumble rappers and stuff. Like some of the kind of <laughs> six nine. Oh, six nine will do it. Six nine will do it in a heartbeat. Oh, I'd love that. Oh my Dude, gosh. Imagine a mission where you you have to go into a prison. And six nine, you have to help him break out, or you have to put him back in, dude. That would be hilarious. It got to happen. We've done it. Got to happen. <laughs> done. Easy. Death jam. <laughs> Flipping brilliant, uh, oh. dude. Number six. Number six for me. I'm gonna go with WrestleMania 2000 for the Nintendo 64. Hell yeah! You'll be surprised where that is in my list, but I'll let you talk about it first. Okay. Okay. Um. You know, this is. You, you kind of just got to appreciate the, the games that lay the foundation for the better games to master. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, No Mercy took a lot from this game and just sort of improved a lot from this game. <laughs> but the, the core game of WrestleMania 2000, I, actually, me and my buddy, we picked uh, WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy up just like four or five months ago and we sat there and played both of them in one night you know just played a couple hours of them and it is unbelievable how um accessible these games are to a to a brand new player you know i'd played them as a kid but like i said i was so young and i was a playstation kid so i didn't really remember a lot about these games but whenever me and my buddy picked them up and played them we were just like, after about 30, 45 minutes, we felt like masters of the combat system, which I know we definitely weren't. But, you know, it, it's so accessible. And like we were talking about with, um, you know, Def Jam and WrestleMania or uh, WWE 13, there's just something to being able to pick up a controller and play a game and enjoy the game and not have to be a hardcore, not have to be a, you know, Mortal Kombat expert, just a really solid playing game for everyone to enjoy. And I think that the, the like, this is such a weird thing, but the like air that the moves got in, in uh, WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy was like the perfect amount of everything looked so perfect. And the amount of impact when it hit the mat, when the person hit the mat, everything just felt so, so good in that game. man. It, it's unbelievable that that game came out in 1999 or whatever. Dude, 100%. And I'll, there's no point in us talking about it again later. It's just my number one. <laughs> WrestleMania 2000 is my favorite wrestling game ever for awesome. all the reasons you've just said. No Mercy is the better game. It is the better game. However, I, and I'll talk about these when we get there as well. I love those WCW games. You know, the ones that mm. this was based on as well. You were talking about the predecessors, you know, the yeah. ones that came before. And to get that game, but with the, I was a WWE guy as a kid. And to get those guys in that game, Oh my gosh, it blew my mind. And the only reason I ever give No Mercy a bit of a kicking is because its frame rate sucks. <laughs> but no, genuinely, that's why WrestleMania 2000 always won out. Like when No Mercy came along, I was used to it. I expected it. But when I right. heard that they'd switched over, uh, switched over the uh, the license, I suppose, for lack of a better term, from WCW to WWE, I was just so excited. And it was just the best thing I'd... Oh, I loved it. You know, to my heart, <laughs> to my heart's content, it's just the greatest and... You, you could learn it and there were so many little things they built in like you know people sometimes you could lock in a, a sharpshooter or, or a submission move straight away and they tap out because it had this algorithm built in where sometimes that would just happen 
And again, when I look back on it now, it's but it's my fav one of my favorite, probably top two memories ever when it comes yeah. to playing wrestling video games. And again, No Mercy was better, but it came second, and that's yeah. the only reason that it, 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 it was still in my list. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about when we talk about it. But I love it. I love WrestleMania 2000. Yeah, man. See, that's the that's the coolest thing about you know going through the memory lane like this. You just remember some of the cool moments when you were playing that game for the first time, or you know that the first real experience you had with the game, and that's kind of you know, my cousin had a, a Nintendo 64 and I never owned one. I mean, I owned one later, but like when this game came out, he actually owned the, you know, Nintendo 64 and I didn't have one. So he would have to bring it over for me to play it. And I think that's probably why these games are a little bit lower on my list than probably, oh, yeah, you know, right. some of the hardcore Nintendo 64 guys out there. That makes sense, dude. That makes sense. And then there's no right or wrong. There's no yeah. right or wrong in this list, even though everybody will disagree with this. <laughs> <laughs> my number six is... Again, I probably could have put this maybe higher up in the list, but I wanted to try and keep things fresh. Is Fire Pro Wrestling World, I'll go with the, the most recent one. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a game that not um, uh, not every wrestling fan has played. You know, obviously, it's very. That's why it's good it came on the PlayStation 4. It's always very specific to the to PC. But it was one of those things I'd always wanted to play. And it's kind of weird when you look at it because it's got that weird bird's eye view and you're like, that's a bit, that's a bit bizarre. But when you actually get into the nitty gritty, I think the reason I love it so much, I, I think I'll probably just put the Fire Pro series in in general. The reason I love it so much is that it finally embraces this idea of what wrestling is. Like when you play any of the WWE games, you're trying to win the match. Whereas in Fire Pro Wrestling, you're trying to put on a good match. And that's just, it's such a good idea. It, I just, oh man, I tell you, it's, um, that, I still think it needs to be perfected, that concept, but nobody is getting anywhere near as close to it to Fire Pro. And when you jump, jump into the, the sheer creator community and yes. some of the creations they've come out with and the events that they put on, it's just a, it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a universe, terrible word given everything, but it's a universe onto itself and the sheer dedication that people have for that. Yeah, I, I was genuinely taken aback. I wouldn't say it's as fun as other games on this list, but for the people that like what uh, Spike do, it's brilliant. It really is. Yeah, yeah. I actually picked it up on the uh, PS4, and it was my first time ever jumping into the Fire Pro games. And I only picked it up for uh, what was it? The general manager mode? Was it? It wasn't a GM right. mode. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, I you know I bought that expansion pack or whatever it is, whatever you know it was called, and. Uh, that was really the only reason I picked it up, just because I love those GM modes so much. And I was really blown away by how uh, advanced that was, you know, like with the having to pick the perfect arena size for you to, you know, try to put your event on at and all that. I was like, dang, this is this could really be expanded upon to be something huge. I, I've honestly always thought that that type of mode could be a standalone game and, and do really well if it was given the proper amount of attention, you know. Yeah, no, I totally, and I think hopefully, well, I guess it's probably just a finance thing with the with the Firebro games, but yeah, I hope that Two K in their um, sabbatical from the sort of the proper series takes some of that into account because look, you're trying to appeal to the hardcore wrestling fan. Hardcore wrestling fans love that stuff. They do. It doesn't have to be front and center. It doesn't have to take over the entire game but they do enjoy it. So you should definitely, definitely embrace it. And that's why I wanted to give it a shout out. So I thought number six, before we get to the top five, I'll make sure we have a little chat about Fire Pro. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think you hit on on something there with the, the hardcore fan. I think that that's a market like we talked about earlier with the casual fan. 
give the hardcore fans something exclusive for the hardcore fan. You know, I think that that would be a perfect way to do that. And I mean, you can make it a $30 game or however you want to really slice it up. And I think that that would be, I think that would really move some units. I really think they'd be surprised about how much that sold. Yeah, dude, I, they, they would. They would. Like you, you, I know sometimes the, it sounds like people are being loud, but actually it's the minority. I don't think that's the case here. You know, when you've got uh, Xavier Woods shouting for it, <laughs> yeah. I think there has to be some worth in it. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed in the future. But yeah, shout out to Fire Pro. Number five. Yeah. Number five for me, I'm going back to the GameCube exclusives, and I'm going to go with the first Day of Reckoning. Dude, love it. Love it. Send it to me, man. Not that you need to. <laughs> the first day of reckoning for me was, you know, once again, that same sort of gameplay, uh, you know, gameplay mechanics from the Aki engine to WrestleMania 19 to this game and so forth. But the the thing that I really liked about this game was the character models were designed in more of a, a not necessarily slim. Slim wouldn't be the right word for any uh, professional wrestler. They're all, you know, huge, but they looked a little bit more lifelike opposed to the WrestleMania 19 game. I felt like WrestleMania 19, everybody looked almost almost cartoony, but not cartoony. And then in this game, I felt like everyone had a real, uh, you know, lifelike presentable uh, appearance in the game. And, um, and this was a return back to the, you know, the regular story mode where you, from the ground up, create a character and then you move them through the ranks. And I, I, I think that those are always my favorite types of story modes if, you, if they're done right. And I really enjoyed this one, even though it didn't have voice acting and stuff like that. I think that just creating a character from the ground up and moving him through the ranks, that's always the the most fun uh, story mode, in my opinion. And this game had quite a variety with different, you know, cutscenes throughout the game, different rivalries you would get into. Um, like towards the back half of the game, you get to pick between going to Raw and SmackDown. And it's just a really, really fun story mode. And, uh, and yeah, I, I don't think I actually ever played the second game, so I don't know. It might be even better than this game, but I don't remember playing the second one. I'll have to do that one day and, and uh, review it on my channel or something like that. But Day of Reckoning, the first game for me, is, is absolutely an underrated game. No, and I think the cool thing about that was is uh, it came out in 2003, four, something like that. And clearly somebody had said to them, look, make it like No Mercy. I remember yeah. even the, the camera and sort of the, the furniture on screen looked like No Mercy. And I was like, ah, smart, man. That's smart. That's what people want. Don't shy away from it. And it controlled like it too. Obviously had a bit more of a visual sheen just because it, it was on the GameCube. But um, no, it was a good game. And it was crazy yeah. to think that at one stage we'd have our own games per console, right? That would never happen now. To think, yeah, you know, Day of Reckoning, Raw, SmackDown. Oh, man, it just, it blows my absolute mind that people were fighting for these sort of individual contracts, I suppose. But yeah, Day it's of Reckoning is, a, is an underrated classic, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it, it's crazy, man. I, I would love to see a return to that. Maybe, you know, give a smaller game to the Nintendo Switch and then, you know, a, a game for Xbox and PlayStation to kind of, you know, just have a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of variety. If you want to pick this console, you'll get this game and so forth. I, I kind of like that. And I know that that's not the uh, most, uh, I, I don't know, I, I guess ethical is not the right word, but it's just kind of cool to have, you know, a, a game exclusive to the system you like. I really just kind of liked that back in the day. Yeah, dude, 100% correct. It adds a certain coolness to it. It makes you feel justified in your purchase. Yeah. I, I have this thing that nobody else can buy unless they've done the same thing as me. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I think that it's kind of uh, interesting, like, I, sorry to get off topic here, but like how Marvel, you know, with PlayStation 4, Spider-Man, Ultimate Alliance for the Switch, I kind of wonder what they're going to do with the Xbox Series X. You would have to imagine they're going to put something on there. And I think that that's sort of 
that variety, man, it really helps sell systems. So WWE, jump back on it, man. <laughs> yeah, do it. Absolutely do it. Uh, right, I'm going to do my five and four at the same time because there's no point talking about them both separately. And it's when we move into the world of World Championship Wrestling, WCW. And obviously, I'm talking about World Tour in at five and uh, Revenge in at number four. Now, these were the games, as I mentioned earlier, that were built on for WrestleMania 2000 and for No Mercy. And I was so excited about World Tour that I used to go into this independent game shop uh, near my house or in the shopping center near my house. And I would just stare at the box <laughs> that was, you know, they had it on the shelf, but the game hadn't come out yet. And I, mean, I was so desperate for it. And then when it came out... I mean, if you go and watch it now on YouTube or whatever, it just doesn't do it justice. It really, really doesn't. It looks awful these days. But again, if you've played the Aki games, you know why they're so good. And in my world, this was the first one that I had experienced. And yeah. it was just, it just had so many cool little things, like just cool little ideas and you know, the strong grapple and the weak grapple and the punches where you could hold the button down and do a really big one. It was the impact of the moves and the animation. And Revenge yeah. is far better than World Tour because they added things and the roster was better and they, they cleared some things up. But you can still play World Tour. I mean, there's dumb things in it. Like you can do that stupid grapple where you try and grab them and they just move and then kick your ass. You're like, well, who the hell put that in there? But even the way they hit the ropes, again, go YouTube it now if you don't know what I'm talking about. The way they hit the ropes, they, they hit them with a kind of ferocity as if they're real people. And again, that's when I first learned about what the Aki engine can do. I remember locking somebody in the Scorpion um, Deathlock and there's a first thing that I did and they tapped out and I was like, wow. That is the coolest shit that has ever happened to me in my entire life. Um, it's great. I love the menus. I love the beginning. I love in Revenge when they're just so obsessed with Sting having his bat. Eyes, oh, it, it just it fills me with happiness. And despite the fact that they run, you know, about like treacle nowadays, I I'll sit there and play them all day. And even the spirit meter. That's the first introduction to the spirit meter about getting the crowd behind you enough to wiggle the, uh, oh, wiggle, yeah. the wiggle the control stick and then be able to hit your finisher. It was oh man. And also all the high flyers like uh, Billy Kidman and and Juventud Guerrero all do these crazy moves and flips off the ropes. Oh man. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 that game. I love it. Both of them. Both of them. Actually, uh, with that, you know, when I, I was talking about me and my buddy picked up WrestleMania 2000 and uh, No Mercy, the games we were actually looking for was the WCW games because I had never played them. Amazing. And I really wanted, yeah, yeah, I really wanted to play them and they weren't available. But we we wanted to pick up those games because we looked on YouTube and we looked through like the roster of those games and we were like, wow, man, I, I did not I, honestly, I don't really know a whole lot about WCW just in general. And whenever we were looking through those rosters, we were like, whoa, these this is a deep, deep freaking roster pool. Oh, yeah. And that was that was a cool thing about the um, revenge. There were so many extra people in it. It was like, oh, my gosh, this is the coolest. This is, yeah. <laughs> this is absolute coolest. So, yeah, they both get in mine. Absolutely love them. Uh, you will go to your number four. That's All right. right. Yeah, my, yeah, 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 four. Um, for me, I'm going to go with SmackDown Shut Your Mouth um, for the PlayStation 2. And it, this game, to me, just doesn't get enough credit. I, I really don't think this game gets enough credit because Here Comes the Pain was just so unbelievably good that people kind of forget that this is the game that came before it that kind of set up Here Comes the Pain to be so good. And this is kind of like the the SmackDown game before this. Uh, was, was that Know Your Role, I believe, I think? I think so, yeah. Yeah, this was t this jumped from Know Your Role like the same way that Here Comes the Pain jumped from, you know, Shut Your Mouth. It was that big of a leap. I feel like people kind of forget how much better this game is than, you know, uh, Know Your Role. 
but it, this, you know, had the great story mode where you were able to roam around backstage and all that cool stuff. And you had all the backstage areas to fight on. You had the, uh, the, the little fist you could jump off of for the first time. I believe it was just a, it was a really, really freaking awesome game, man. It was super, super fun. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely love this game. And it opened up with the uh, the beautiful people as the intro, which is hands down, I don't care what anybody says, the greatest WWF, <laughs> WWE intro of all time. It's like so synonymous in my brain with wrestling. It's just dirty and cringy and grungy, but that's everything I love so much about wrestling. <laughs> Dude, exactly, man. And it reminds you of that time. No, I think that's, it's a great shout. And it's like, like this, the same thing with me, like, you know, WrestleMania being the precursor for No Mercy. It was the same with that. It, it, it laid the foundation for this awesome run of video games that they started taking things out of that I'll talk about in one second. And you're <laughs> right, it did get overshadowed by Here Comes the Pain, which I will also do in a few seconds. Yeah. But yeah, I just, that whole era was, they were just on the money and they knew what fans want and they were backed up by the fact they had a bigger a bigger audience than they do now to maybe, I don't know, maybe even assess feedback and whatnot. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and, you know, you're, you're, I think you're exactly right. They just had a, they had a crazy budget at the time, man. They, or they must have had a crazy budget at the time because they were just pumping out great game after great game year by year. And I know, like, obviously we see now with the 2K games, that is not easy. And they were doing it pretty well back then. Oh, yeah. They really, really were, which is kind of crazy when you think about what happened after that. But, yeah. uh, no, absolutely agree with that shout. Absolutely agree with that shout. And if it wasn't for, Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. My number two, I would have mentioned it as well. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll move on to my number three, which I think could be your number one. So we'll just talk about it now. I'm not going to lie. I put it at number three just to be controversial. I'm just, just trying to wind people up. It would have been number two otherwise. It's WWF No Mercy, you know, widely regarded as the best wrestling game ever. And for great reason. Uh, you know, we've already mentioned WrestleMania 2000. It was just the amount of stuff they added, like even the ladder match. And you're like, what yep. the hell? There's a ladder match in the game? How the hell is there a ladder match in the game? Like, <laughs> And again, it destroyed the frame rate when everyone was trying to do stuff in it. But we have to think of context here. You know, the turn of the century to be having ladder matches with four different people on it. I mean, that sounds ridiculous now. People laugh. That's a big deal. It was a, it was a yeah. huge deal. And the roster was probably the best it's ever been. Uh, it was the best that engine has ever been in terms of the grappling and the kind of matches you could put on. The story mode rocked. It's a 10 out of 10 video game from, from start to finish. It got everything right in terms of what wrestling fans would have wanted. And it's mad to think that we had that and then it all just collapsed into dust. I find that absolutely shocking, but yeah. that is what happened. Yeah, it, it, you're you're 100% right. That That's... It really is sad, man. That I, and I know that there's like rumors of AEW maybe working with the guys who who made yeah, that engine. Yeah, that's what they say. That's what they say. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. I I actually was uh I had read an article. I don't remember where uh which site or whatever, but it was a huge publication, and they were talking about WWF No Mercy being their game of the year for the year 2000, like overall. And I just think that that's such a pivotal point. To where people looked at wrestling video games and they went, oh, these aren't just, you know, sort of a small market of the world who loves this. This is actually a really, really good video game for everyone to, to play. It's an, it, I mean, it's one of the best fighting games I've ever played just in general. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, and you can get anyone can play it. It's so simple. Like, it's so simple to understand. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm 100% with you. 100%. Yeah. It's no mercy on your list. Yeah, it, and it's actually number three on my list. So that's oh, a we, perfect uh, sort of... <laughs> well, there we go. 
I mean, yeah. I, I think as well, it would be wrong of us not to mention how good the multiplayer was too. That to right. me, that and Mario Kart was the pinnacle of just sitting on my couch with my mates, passing the controller, having a laugh, being desperate. You know, why do we only have three controllers? We need to get an extra controller. <laughs> what did we do? What did we do? Yeah, I just think it's um, it's fascinating. It's just brilliant. It yeah. makes me happy deep inside. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, uh, the, the thing about No Mercy with me, like I, I, I played it when I was younger, but the thing about going back and playing it as an adult is you just you can appreciate things in a whole different light. You can appreciate like how innovative some of those features were for that time period. And it blows you away as an adult. So if anybody's out there who hasn't played this game since they were a kid, I would really recommend y'all picking it up and just popping it in for even if it's 30, 45 minutes, you'll be blown away by, you know, just just how great the core video game is with No Mercy. It's it, when you put it into perspective that this game came out in 2000, it'll really blow you away. It really will. It will. And it, it will. And if you want to play an updated version, man, there's a whole modern community that will make that happen for you. There's a whole yeah. world you can jump into when it comes to No Mercy. You do not have to suffer for the art. So, yeah, just shout out to No Mercy. I mean, it is the best game, wrestling game ever made, but brains and nostalgia and everything else will, <laughs> will make you do will make you do funny things. Um, of course, yeah. So I, I, your, your number two may be the same as my number two then. Obviously, we know what my number one is. I'm intrigued to see. I thought your number one would be No Mercy. My number two, and the last one, because I've talked about my number one, is Here Comes the Pain. Okay. Uh, I, I, for all the reasons you mentioned earlier about its predecessor, it's just the amount of stuff they took out. That's when I realized how good it was. I remember having a match. I think it was between The Rock, Brock Lesnar, and Shawn Michaels, something like that. And The Rock was about to do his people's elbow, which was a, a forced animation. You couldn't break the animation when you started. But the other people could. So you could switch in music The Rock halfway through him doing the people's elbow. And they don't do that anymore. They took it out of yeah. the game. And I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? I did that. I remember The Rock running right into an F5. Like It was, <laughs> it was almost like this risk-reward thing where it's like, yeah, sure, you can go for your finishing move. And we'll, again, lock you into this fourth state. But that does not mean that we're not going to kick your ass. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean that somebody may not be able to get in there. It was absolutely genius. That game from top to bottom, the story mode, uh, the, the way it looked, it, it's so good. It's so good. And I really do feel like that was the last one that kind of encapsulated this, whatever you want to call that era of video games before we went into a, into a different direction. And it's, I, I, I love it. I absolutely, to this day, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I'm definitely going to be talking about that one in just a second. Uh, there, you know, the, the thing about here comes the pain to me, and I actually forgot, completely forgot that that was a thing with the moves. I, I did not remember that at all. So great shout on that. Um, yeah, you know, here comes the pain was just, it, it, in my opinion, it was perfect. Like it, I don't know if there's a such thing as a 10 out of 10 or 100% or whatever. There's people who have different opinions on that. But, man, that is as close to you can as you can get, in my opinion, to a perfect wrestling video game. I, 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 I wouldn't disagree. What number is it in your list? It's number one. And there we go. I was going to say, I was going to say, I, I, I could tell by the way you were talking about it. Dude, honestly, that, that's kind of why I put it at number two, you know. like Again, I, I, I did that thing where you, I debate myself, but... It really is good. And even if you go and watch it now, the art style and the visuals, they still look pretty good. Like, it's Dude. a bit rough around the edges because obviously it's pre-HD. 
but the character models work, the animation works, the finishing moves are awesome. Again, they, they have that same kind of impactful movement that they did with the Aki games. I just don't think they got anything wrong with it. I don't think they got anything wrong with it at all. It was the first game, maybe not the first, but in my head it was the first that kind of introduced those you know, uh, uh, pre-animations if you were just doing one-on-one -on -one and somebody couldn't interrupt you, like Goldberg, when he would do the spear and he'd, he'd move into the corner and the, the camera would follow him. And oh, yes. it, just, it made it feel like you were watching wrestling television, but you also were in control. Yes, dude, I, I could not agree more. Uh, that That's the big thing with me, the impact of those moves and sort of the cinematic panning of the camera to follow exactly like the trajectory of, of if you're going to be slamming them this way, the camera pans in an angle that shoots it perfectly. And it's like, it's just, it, it's really a testament to how, how well made these games were at the time. It, it's, it's really remarkable, man. And if you go back and play it right now, like you said, I think the graphics still hold up extremely, extremely well. I think you can play it in 2020. I, I really, I'm a firm believer that you could remaster this game, not remake remaster and just give us exactly the same game with a little bit better graphics, put it on a PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox, whatever. And I think that everybody would unanimously go, oh, yeah, this is absolutely perfect. Yeah, dude, I, I don't disagree. I still play it now. I have friends that aren't wrestling fans anymore that still play it now. They'll make ridiculous characters and, and give, it, <laughs> give it familiar names and go through it. It is it is brilliant and it has a great roster and yeah just ten out for me it's ten out of ten another one most of these games are um, and if you haven't played it and you're a wrestling fan like like my man says go and give it a, a whirl you'll you'll be surprised given how old it is it, yes. does, it has it is aged in ways that you can't get away from but in other ways has not aged at all which is you know you can't say higher praise than that yeah for for sure and like you said with the roster uh, that's something that. In my opinion, SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain, has the best active roster. Not necessarily the best in terms of variety like the, you know, 2K games have where they introduce all the legends back into the game. But like active, you know, members of the WWE roster at the time, it was so, so stacked. And, and that's just something the Ruthless Aggression Era had that, that people don't really recognize enough, in my opinion. They had, hands down, in my opinion, the best roster of all time within that little era. You know, you had the WCW dudes who were somewhat in their prime. You had people like, uh, you know, Brock Lesnar hitting his prime. Like everyone, it was almost in that sort of prime to just out of prime range. And it was such a great roster in this game. Too true, man. So we, we somehow managed, it was my fault, to <laughs> finish on your number two, which makes no sense whatsoever. But hey, <laughs> I, I don't do things by the rules. What's your number two? Uh, for me, my number two is going to be SmackDown versus Raw 2006. See, I, and I'm, I'm glad you brought at least one of them up because in my head, I get confused about what was what with those games. They all started to blur into one after a while. Okay, so here's how I would explain that to, to people. SmackDown 2006 versus Raw 2006, that's going to be the closest you can get to bringing Here Comes the Pain gameplay to a SmackDown versus Raw game. I think around... I would say 2007 is kind of close, but it starts to flirt pretty heavily with the simulation style. And then 2008, uh, SmackDown versus Raw 2008 brought in ECW. So you had the ECW roster as well, and you could do a GM mode with SmackDown, Raw, and ECW. And it, it, in a way, that was cool, but the roster just wasn't as stacked as 2007 and 2006. And whenever you did a GM mode in 2008, it would... It, Kind of just murky up the waters, having too many characters going too many different places. But anywho, uh, SmackDown versus Raw 2006, man, it, it 
you, like I said, you take the gameplay, the great gameplay from Here Comes the Pain and those Shut Your Mouth games and all that, and you put it in with my favorite mode, possibly in the history of history with video games in general. I go back and play that GM mode probably two times a year, three times a year. I love that, dude. It's such a blast to just put on a podcast, the Simon Miller podcast, whatever you want to put on. (laughs) You put on a podcast and you just play through that mode. You're not worried about anything for a couple hours. It's absolutely, it's probably my favorite video game mode ever. I love that GM mode. And 2006 is, I, I think, the best GM mode because it's not complicated. Uh, in 2007, they they introduced like little areas where you could like have your superstar go and, and you know shoot a movie and this and that or sign autographs and it would kind of confuse you about what you were supposed to be doing. But in 2006, I think that it was the perfect blend of keeping it really simple yet making you kind of feel like you were running the show and calling the shots. You know, you had storyline writers you could hire, free agents you could pick up if the other show got into financial trouble or dropped a member of their roster for whatever reason, or just whatever the case may be. There was a lot of variety within that, but also it was um, it was simple. It was simple enough, like, I have buddies who don't like wrestling at all that I play this game with. So it's a simple game for everybody to jump into. Mm, and the GM moaned as well. That's why people clamor for it now. It was this this run of games where they got it so right. People are like, why aren't you doing this anymore, you morons? Why yeah. isn't it, you know, why, why were years removed and it's not as good as it was here? So no, totally, dude, totally. It was, um, I, I, I'd have to properly, I, 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 when I talk about it, I'll get wrong things in it because the SmackDown versus Raw games, after, there was too many of them. I was yeah, like, oh my are. gosh, there's so many, so many SmackDown versus Raws. But th- when they hit, they were great. Like they really, 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 really were good. And I think probably 2006, yeah, you, you, I think it was the peak. I don't think it got much better than that. In fact, anything, it went it went down and down and down until, of course, we got WWE 12, which scrapped all of that and uh, was the right thing to do. Was the yeah. right thing to do. So there you go. There's a bizarre end to a top 10 list when we end on somebody's <laughs> number two. But, <laughs> why the hell not? And I'm sure we've missed some things. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, WrestleFest for me and all of those kind of old arcade games, I have to shout mm. out to the amount of money I wasted on them and the sheer joy they give me when I look upon them uh, can't go unnoticed. But I was yeah. never able to play that properly, uh, uh, properly at home just because I think I had Super WrestleMania Challenge or something like that. Anything on the SNES is good. I can't get <laughs> mad at people on the SNES. <laughs> yeah yeah i um i don't believe i've ever played any of the arcade wrestling games we had a little bowling alley that um had the x-men you know the x-men arcade game but yeah. i think that that was like the if i could be wrong but i think that around the time i was able to really start formulating my own thoughts at like you know what four or five years old i think pretty much all the arcade games around where i was at was you know getting shut down and stuff so i never really got to experience that which sucks but you know age <laughs> yeah exactly dude right age that sums it up anything else you want to mention before we wrap this up i don't want to leave a game flowing out there if they deserve a shout oh man uh i don't have anything off the top of my head like i said the def Jam games you mentioned those the smackdown ps1 games you mentioned one of those um i think those are definitely worthy of a shout um there's so many you know there's so many great wrestling video games out there that we're obviously going to miss a couple you know there's people who really like the legends of wrestlemania games i never could really get into them but um, yeah you know it's just a super uh subjective opinionated topic you know everybody's going to have their own their own sort of list and you know these are these are just ours (laughs) 
Indeed, exactly. And please do remember that. And get in touch too if we've missed something or you felt like something should be in this list. Uh, uh, drop that line. Uh, my man, Brad, check out your, your YouTube channel details just in case people want to want to check you on there because I know you started embracing that recently. Yeah, man. I started uh, a little bit before this whole quarantine and I'm super glad I did. Uh, it gives me something to spend some time working on. And uh, the channel is called Easy Going Gaming. It's just a community it's kind of slowly building up a little community of people who just chill and talk about video games. It's nothing, uh, you know, I, I'm never going to claim to be the most knowledgeable or the uh, have the best opinions on stuff like you can see here with some of my uh, WWE games. <laughs> but it, it's just a fun little community of people who get together, watch some videos and, and talk about video games. You know, it's just a fun, chill community. There you go. Boom. Make sure you do that. Make sure you check it out right now. Uh, also, you can find me on YouTube at Simon Miller, as you should know. But if not, please do go over there. Uh, SimonMiller316 on Twitter and Instagram. Have some merch at SimonMiller.BigCartel.com. Going to start that sale eventually soon, too. And yeah, at Patreon.com for Simon316. If you want to come on the podcast, you certainly can. I would love to have a chat with you and we can chat about whatever you would like. But in the meantime, enjoy your weekends. Enjoy Money in the Bank 2020. It's certainly going to be interesting and I'll talk to you again next week.